Binks is a pop artist, originally from the small South African town of Elliot. Later in childhood, her family moved to the South African beach town of East London. Growing up in small towns without a lot of venues for entertainment, people became the entertainment, and Binks found out early on that she loved being in the spotlight. She loved performing for friends and family, and after seeing Britney Spears on television, it changed everything. Binks suddenly knew exactly what she wanted to do with her life. With the love and support of her family, Binks grinded away at pursuing her dreams of being a famous pop star and was eventually able to make her way to New York City, where audiences and fans dubbed her the African Bee because of her roots and the elaborate bee costumes she would wear during performances. Binks was gaining a lot of traction in New York City, but when L.A. began offering opportunities, Binks would have to decide whether she would leave everything she'd built in New York and start all over out west. Making things harder yet, Binks experienced an unexpected tragedy that made her question whether she would continue with music at all. But you can't keep a good bee down, and now Binks is ready to fly higher than ever. I'm Bobby Gonzalez, and this is Spoken Dreams. My name is Binks. I am also known as the African Bee. I come from a little small town in South Africa and known as Elliot. And by the time I was 10, we moved to East London and uh, had an amazing, amazing childhood. When I think back to growing up in Elliot and growing up in East London, we were in such a small town that we didn't have any entertainment. We didn't have restaurants, we didn't have movie theatres, we didn't have anything that you could go to, any like clubs or bars. We solely relied on people to entertain us. And so we were very close with a lot of the people in our hometown and we used to put on a lot of parties at our house on Friday nights. We used to dress up and create little skits as bands and we just used to rely on on that human interaction and I think because of that I was I was easily able to discover that I loved entertaining people because I was always the center of attention I always wanted to to perform in front of all of our family friends when they came around to to visit but specifically when I was around seven years old I remember I was sitting on my best friend's couch and suddenly Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears came on and I just remember thinking like how drawn I was to that music video and this girl because I'd never seen her before and she was just dancing and this song was so beautiful and I remember saying like that's what I'm going to do one day like I'm going to be just like her I'm going to I'm going to do that. basically did every single show that I could get my hands on that I could find any local show in my hometown I was hitting hitting up everyone to to get to perform at the the little hometown idols competitions and I took up guitar when I was 10 years old and I took vocal lessons from 10 as well and the guitar tutor that I got when I was 10 was amazing and he used to come to my house 
every week he would uh, teach me a new song of some other artist. You know, you, that's how you learn guitar. You you play the chords to other people's songs, and I I found myself becoming really bored with learning other people's songs. I wanted to do my own songs. And I used to bring original songs to my guitar tutor every week when I was 10. And I said, can we put chords to these songs that I've written? I would sing the song to him and then he would put the chords to it. And then I found myself getting even more frustrated because when he was not around, I had to wait each week for him to put the chords to a new song that I'd written. And all I wanted to do was sing it and I, I, I wanted to sing and play it. And eventually, I don't even know what happened, but I just clicked one day where I was just like, I'm going to do it myself. And I did it myself. And I don't even know how I knew which chords went with which because he had never taught me. And I brought him the song the next week and I was like, well, here's the song that I've written. I want to play it for you. And he, I just remember how mesmerized he was because he was like, how did you how did you know like which chords went with which and I was like I, I don't know I guess it's just kind of all clicked together and he was just amazed and then each week I'd bring him new songs that I'd written and we would just play all the songs that I'd written to, with all the chords so I mean I was determined any instrument I could get my hands on any any lesson I could better myself at and I also entered a competition when I was uh, 10 I think I came third in my hometown and then I did another competition at my school and I won when I was 12 and I was like okay I think this is I think this is exactly working how it should I have the most incredibly supportive family I could not have asked for a more more open-minded and supportive family my they have always had my back and never asked me what I wanted to do. They've always just known what I wanted to do and they've never questioned me. They've never put doubt into my head. They've always just been like, if that's what you want, you got to go for it. They never said, you have to go to college. You have to do things this way. You, you, you need to be able to make money and support yourself. They were kind of like, I mean, if that's the path you want, if you want to figure it out, like, we don't have anything to offer you in the sense of financial support, you know, but we're more than happy to back you with love and support and anything that I needed emotionally. I mean, they would have backed me financially if they could have, but we just I just didn't come from a family with enough financial opportunity, let's put it that way. But growing up in, in, in my hometown, I had a lot of because I was so ambitious, I did everything I could. Uh, my mom took me to all these classes when we first moved to East London. She took me to a modeling class and she made me watch the whole thing. And she said, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. And then she would take me to a dance class and she would make me sit through it and watch one of the lessons. And then she would turn to me and be like, do you want to do it? And I wanted to do everything. So I did modeling and dancing and singing and acting and sewing. I wanted to make my own clothes. I. I did speech and drama, I wanted to, to be able to talk in public really well, I wanted, I wanted to just be an all-round person, just anything I could do I wanted to do. I was achieving a lot and I was winning a lot of modeling competitions and singing competitions and I was really, I was really doing well and achieving what I'd set out to achieve and sort of finishing up school. 
I was really excited because I had always had in my head that I was going to go to the United States, I was going to become a pop star, and the rest would be history. But as I finished high school, my parents told me that there was no money for me past high school. And I kind of got a little bit of a fright because I was stuck in my hometown with no way forward. And that was kind of one of the lowest points that I had reached in my life. And then when I started to think about it, after being so low for such a period of time, I was like, okay, I have two choices here. I was like, I can stay in my hometown and be upset or I can use my education and I'm a smart human being. I can go out and make my own money and I can go out and make my own path and my own future. And so basically I got myself a job uh, in my hometown. It was like a little promo girl where I would do liquor tastings at like the local liquor shops and, and I earned enough money to buy myself a plane ticket to Cape Town and I signed with a modeling agency there. And so I modeled for about a year in Cape Town and I did a lot of promo work. And at that stage, I got myself enough money to get to the United States. When I moved to New York from South Africa, I started as an au pair. So I was working a lot. It was a lot of hours, but I was an hour outside of Manhattan. So I was in Long Island and I was just so thrilled. You know, I felt I couldn't believe that I'd made it all the way to New York. After living in Long Island, I moved to New Jersey and then I moved to Manhattan for about three years. And I wanted to go to open mics every single night. So Monday to Sunday, I was at a new open mic every single night, every single day, sometimes twice a day because some on Saturdays, there'd be one at one o'clock at like the bitter end. Then there'd be another one Saturday night at 6 p.m. So I was, I was on rotation on those open mics and I wanted to be able to uh, network with enough musicians to build a band and I wanted to differentiate myself so I started dressing up in my bee outfit which is known as the African bee and I remember when I was at all of these open mics people started recognizing me because they saw me in the bee outfit with the beehive hairdo and they were they would say, oh, are you that South African bee? And so they actually gave me my alter ego name, the African bee, uh, because I'm helping to save the bees as well through my music. I teamed up with Environment New York to give a percentage of the proceeds of the downloads of my music to help saving the bees. And so after I kind of did the open mic scene, I was starting to burn myself out because it was a lot of work. You know, you had to stay four, five, six hours just to get one song for people to hear you, you know? So it was definitely, definitely a grind. It was well worth it. I was very happy that I did that, but I definitely found myself starting to burn out from that. And, but luckily I was able to start drawing people to my shows. I was drawing a hundred people, 100, 200 people to my shows in New York. And then for a random holiday, my best friend and I uh, decided to take a trip to LA. She really wanted to just travel. And I was like, perfect opportunity for me to go maybe play some shows in LA, uh, kind of do some photo shoots, just kind of see what the waters have outside New York. But I had no intention of moving to LA. We came uh, for a little trip and I booked up our entire schedule with like photo shoots and meeting with industry people and, and then sightseeing. 
and every person that I was meeting with was really intrigued by me and they were loving the music and they were loving the story of coming from South Africa and they loved my marketing and the personality that went with it and they were all very intrigued and so every person I sat down with they were like okay we would love to meet with you again and I was like oh well I'm actually living in New York and eventually everyone basically at the end of every meeting I was having they were kind of deflating me because they were like you need to be here and you know you're you're not going to be able to to further anything if you're not here in LA and I was like but I'm so happy in New York you know I'm doing really well there I got to sing at the US Open in New York um I sang at the New York Marathon three years in a row I was really gaining some momentum and I I I was so happy I'd made a good group of friends that I absolutely loved and I couldn't imagine living anywhere else but New York. This was like my dream city. And eventually I was saying to my best friend, you know, I was like, I I don't know what it is, but I feel like I need to move here. She was like, I think I think you're right and I think you should. And then I kind of turned to her and was like, would you move with me? And she was like, she's I mean she honestly I don't even know what it was we were both just like okay let's let's move to LA like why not and we ended up flying back to New York and we realized that our hearts weren't in New York anymore that we had actually like left them here in LA went back to New York I started packing up my stuff and then it was kind of like in my head I was like why am I moving to start all over again when I finally have had a base I was so overwhelmed but Um, I ended up just moving since moving to LA I have never been happier I I love Los Angeles I think that it has so much to offer opportunity wise there's so much for me here that I've discovered uh, that are my passions that I never really explored to the extent that I'm exploring them now and I've made some incredible friends here the weather is never bad (laughs) I'm so happy here uh, yeah, I couldn't be I couldn't be more grateful. It was definitely the right move. Los Angeles you know I always wanted to be a singer actress and a model my whole life that was what I wanted to do and the older I got you know people always told me you're gonna need to focus on one of those things and I used to think oh you know what did they know and then I realized yes you need to focus on one of those things and I knew exactly what my passion was music has always been first and foremost but I feel like music allows me to do all three you know with music I get to do photo shoots all the time and uh, I get to 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 perform on a stage I get to have ramps to do like little walks um, and because I have my alter ego the African bee I feel like I'm always in a character when I'm on stage and I'm performing so I feel like I, I do get to do all three but music like I said is my number one So the first song that I recorded in the United States was Radiohead. And following that song, I ended up putting out an EP called The African Bee. 
And the second album I put out is called Buzzed. Uh, I went through something extremely, extremely traumatic uh, a few years ago. And I almost gave up music for that reason. I tried to, to touch on this topic just because I I feel like it's my responsibility to touch on it as much as I don't want to. Uh, but I actually lost uh, my dad when I was 24, so about three years ago. And he has always been my biggest fan and the reason I became a musician, I mean, he's music crazy. He He's a DJ and he... He lives and breathes music more than I ever will because he could listen to it all day, every day. He knows every single thing about rock history that you could possibly know. He's got every book. Every, he's the biggest Rolling Stones fan. He's got every toy and pin and gloss. Like, we are just super, super diehard fans of that. And, you know, he's the one who educated me and taught me about the music industry and was the reason I wanted to do it. And,. I always wanted to be on a stage singing internationally all over the world going on tour and I had this vision for my life that I would become an international pop star and my dad would come on tour with me and that was kind of the the dream that I had the goal that I had and when that happened so suddenly uh it kind of I lost everything that I wanted that I was working towards that was what we were all waiting for we were waiting for the point that I got to that level so that he could give up everything and just come and tour the world with me and so that was extremely extremely hard because every time I picked up a microphone every time I wrote a song I was feeling slighted and I felt like I no longer wanted to do something that was bringing me that much pain instead of doing something else that wouldn't feel as painful I always thought okay well if I give music up I can do something else I can do something creative that won't make me feel like I'm dying inside each time I do it Um, and luckily for my family they wouldn't let me give it up they were just like we're not taking that for an answer about giving that up and they I actually had a show it was my album release for my very first album for the African Bee it was already set the date was set I had a show at Rockwood Music Hall in New York and I didn't want to put the album out I didn't want to sing on stage anymore I just felt like I'd be putting on a show and I felt like I was going to be fake because I wasn't my heart wasn't there anymore and I didn't want the world to think that I was happy or feeling perfect or when I didn't feel that way. I didn't want, like suddenly all this attention that I loved and craved and wanted to entertain people like went away. I didn't want people to look at me because I didn't want them to think that I was happy when I wasn't. But my mom actually, weirdly enough, had um, a trip planned already to come and see me in New York. And so I went home and my mom and my brother told me that I had to like carry on with the show and my mom came with me to New York. I ended up doing the show and I felt like I could feel my dad in 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 that showcase and I felt like I was doing it for him and I because if he was here he would be very frustrated and very upset if I didn't continue with music and 
it ha it's still still continuously hard. It doesn't get any easier, and people tell you it doesn't get any easier, which is a hard pill to swallow. But at the same time, I don't want everything he taught me to disappear. I don't want to give up something that we already worked so hard for. So I find myself, you know, um, putting out music always, always um, in his, for his spirit and for the fact that I love it you know it wasn't just for him it wasn't just for my family it's always been for me as well so yeah so this last album Be From Mars is um, really exciting because it's a lot more uh, love songs you know because I fell in love recently and um, the songs are about finding happiness again and about finding joy and appreciating the people around you that are around you currently you know because you just have no idea I mean life is is so so fleeting and we all forget that all the time but the album definitely um, is a really uplifting really energetic and exciting album and it definitely feels like my spirit is is coming back through in all the music I just feel like life is nothing if you're not pursuing the thing that drives your soul. Pursuing music, being able to make music, being able to sing, the fact that I have a voice, you know, to sing and I have the ability to write and I have the ability to run and there's so much that we can take for granted. I just feel very blessed that I am able to pursue what I want. I am very proud of the fact that of losing my dad that I was able to find and it's hard that something like that has to happen in order to open your eyes but the positive from that is I don't hesitate to tell people I love them I don't hesitate to to spend my day doing something that I absolutely love and I don't I, I think my advice to people would be you know, there's there's just, there should be no fear about failure or success. It should be about the process. It should be about the everyday journey because we don't know when we're going to reach our goals. We don't know when we're going to leave Earth. We don't know what's going to happen five minutes after this moment. You know, life is that unpredictable. And we always need to remind ourselves to be in the moment and we will never fully grasp that. You can't every one minute be like, I'm so grateful for this water. I'm so grateful for this drink or this table. But it's so important to be aware and be in the moment as much as possible. Because I think I used to get so caught up in living for my future. I used to live in my future, in my mind. And I used to always picture myself every day where I'm going to be. And that is not a healthy place to live because I'm missing out on my day-to-day. -day. And that's one thing I'm very proud of myself is that I'm grasping more to live in my moments and to enjoy every every single step of the process.
That was Binks, the African Bee. For more on Binks, including where to see her amazing bee outfit, head to the website ktla.com slash spoken dreams. This episode included two tracks from her latest album, Bee from Mars. Those songs were The Hills and Milk, which you're hearing right now. We'll have links to where you can listen to the new album and all of Binks' music on the website. Be sure to follow our socials on Instagram and Twitter at KTLA Podcasts. And you can say hi to me on Instagram at Sounds Like Bobby. Special thanks to those of you who have subscribed and shared this podcast with friends and family. Doing so helps me, and it also helps all these amazing local artists. So please consider subscribing and sharing if you haven't already. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, break a leg.